Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Timeless Season, or actually I should say series finale. Well yeah, it's a Christmas finale, it's the most wonderful time of the year. We finally have the ending that Timeless fans have been craving for. We're going to break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, yes. Listen to those Christmas caroling songs bringing us in. This is Virginia's pick, everybody. Get excited. Get excited. Welcome, everybody, to the Timeless After Show, breaking down what, for now, we'll say for now, the final episodes of Timeless. Oh, Oh, there you go. I'm one of your hosts, and the far less cooler, Frank Moran. Oh, I thought you were saying I was the far, no, far, you're far left, more left. than I. Oh, thanks, Frank. And hey, guys, it's Virginia Rena Dunn. I am so excited to be here. Yes. Oh, it's exciting. It's going to be Virginia and I breaking it down. I know we've had Alexis and Carrie. Takira. And Takira as well joining us uh, during the two seasons that we've been covering the show. Alexis has hopped on her own personal lifeboat and sailed off to, <laughs> to uh, Pennsylvania. Carrie is uh, otherwise busy tonight as well as Takira, so it'll just be Virginia and I. Just the two of us. Which is going to be great, guiding this mothership in for a perfect landing. Uh, but as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we've got the chat up and running. We do. Yes, and I- everybody is loving this finale. Look at that. Perfect finale. Uh, so please, as we're discussing, share your thoughts about, about the finale, things that you love, things that you wish you'd seen a little bit more of, uh, whatever your thoughts might be, and feel free to respond to anything that we're talking about as well. Yeah, because we have, we, we loved it, but there was definitely some grievances I had. <laughs> I like that, Virginia, you said, I have to write my list of grievances. <laughs> I did. I was like, um, wait a minute here, what yeah. happened? So before we break everything down in more detail, overall, how did you feel about this two-parter? I loved it. I, I'm such a Wyatt and Lucy fan and such a Gia and Rufus fan. And I am just so thankful that we finally figured out what happened with Flynn. Because I was like, if they don't tell us, I'm going to just have a meltdown. <laughs> so I'm good. I'm good. What, what about you? you know, I, I know. I know. I don't know. I, it was fun. I, I mean, I'm glad I get to watch it. And it's always great when you get an end of story, for sure. But I didn't know if I felt like that. Uh and I know there are people in the chat saying perfect ending, things like that. And I just, I wish I could sit here and go like, absolutely, perfect ending. I just, uh, I was kind of bummed on some of it. Well, I, I mean, I definitely felt like 25 minutes out. I was like, what else are they going to do? You know, because it kind of was like, okay, this is wrapping up. And I was like waiting for something really big. And there wasn't really anything really big. True. As uh, I was telling Virginia before we started this, I wanted more of the feeling that I felt when I was watching the season two finale in Chinatown. Uh, that tension. Uh, are they going to be able to save Rufus? Is he destined to die? What's going to happen there? That tension throughout that whole episode, just because it was, I just wanted that kind of sense of feeling watching this as you're wrapping up. 
this incredibly cool story that they've been trying to tell. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, when when that episode ended, we just, like, looked at each other like, oh, my God, what just happened? Yes. You know? And it kind of wasn't like that here. And I think it is because they were trying to tie it up in, like, a really nice bow. But I was also telling you, the writers for this episode were the writers for the pilot. So they didn't even write any of the other episodes for any of the other seasons. So I don't know if they kind of handed a little bit of creative control over to them. And that's kind of why it was like, okay, this is my vision that I started with. This is how I want to end it. I, I don't know. Well, uh, things we will talk about in a little bit more detail as we jump right into yes. it. Uh, but uh, as we left our uh, intrepid uh, mother shippers, actually lifeboaters, I should say, they uh, had just lost Rufus. Uh, they, they'd come back from Chinatown. Rufus had been shot and killed. And uh, they get a, a, a nice visit from their uh, Lucy and Wyatt's future selves from 2023. Yeah, and I did not like, I did not like... That beard, I'm like, okay, so I'm definitely not a beard person. Like, you have a nice, like, stubble here. Oh, that, okay. that That's nice. But the full lumberjack, and then he had, like, two little spots missing. <laughs> I don't know if that was what it was. <laughs> but, I mean, I definitely get they were trying to, like, make a difference. Because, like, Lucy's hair had, like, a really cute bob. So they were trying to establish they're from the future. But let's not ever bring future Wyatt back. Yeah, please. I- I I would need to go back and look at the season two finale for when he pops out because I thought it looked cooler in that season two finale when he first popped out. But when he gets down and we get a nice the up close shot and it just looks so fake. It's Santa Claus. Like he got a Santa Claus beard, yes. and I just like I just didn't understand why there was something missing. I'm like, couldn't they like the art department like fill it in a little? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, I admittedly, I my facial hair. I don't think I if I were to really grow it out, I think I might be missing a little bit here. I don't think I'd get one of those beards that fully connects all the way around my mouth, which I don't know is yeah. good or bad. I don't know, but. That beard was was rough looking. It was intense because it was like so full and thick, and it was. <laughs> I just, it was a little much for me. I because if I were future Wyatt and I had to look at that beard in a mirror, I would think like, I, no matter how bad life is, I got to get rid of this beard. Well, and when they're talking about like the us, remember there was that one moment where he's like us talking to himself, and I was yeah. like, yeah, remember that beard too? Like, don't do that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> well, as we notice, uh, jumping far ahead to the end of the show, when they we see them in their new version of 2023, why well, did definitely take that lesson to heart? He did. Yeah, yeah. I thought they, they, those must be conversations where maybe they went on a trip and why to let the scruff go, and Lucy was like, mm, we remember, yeah, don't bring it down. back, <laughs> don't bring that back, yeah, oh. uh, absolutely. Yeah. But the big thing when somebody travels, uh, and, and that's been the, uh, the, one of the major uh, parts of the show, is that you can't travel into your own timeline. Right. And so if you do that, there are consequences. And we start to see what happens to uh, to Lucy when she comes back into uh, present day 2018 to talk to her now present day self. Right. And so I was kind of wondering how that might progress because they're, they keep going like, okay, you were in the future, you weren't in the future. Like, you know, but we don't really ever see it other than when they're actually in that area. So like, does it go away? I know Connor had mentioned like, it doesn't go away, it just gets worse, but we don't really ever see it get worse. Yeah. So that was confusing for me. I mean, I guess it means the longer you're there and the more exposure you get, the the odds increase of something happening. But you're right. It, it does they like, so as soon as you just get out of that time, everything just like, oh, I'm totally fine now. There's no like long-term damage. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. It's uh, because... What do you guys think? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because, I mean, just to jump ahead, because you know, we've all seen the show. There's going to be, we're going to be breaking everything down. But let's talk about it in terms of the time travel consequences and the effects that it has on the body. The only other person that we see as after Connor really breaks down everything that could happen to a person if they go back into their own timeline, uh, we see Flynn do it. 
and he makes the choice to stay back in 2012 uh, right. after he kind of resets the course. And he ends up dying of the effects in some fashion. We we find out that his body's you know been then discovered on a beach. Right. And so, okay, so that does make sense because I do remember that. Like, he, something had to have happened to him, but I didn't know if it was, like, maybe the internal bleeding from Jessica or, you know, because they had that, like, huge fight. So I didn't know if that was, like, combined with that or if it really was just, you know, the time travel. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he still looked pretty nice. He didn't go crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He looked pretty good they, on the they, they made it sound like he was going to, like, completely lose it. Yeah. And so, yeah, who knows? Maybe Flynn. he just gave up. You know, died of a broken heart. Well, that's true. I mean, uh, I mean, he goes back and sees his his family, his wife and his daughter. Yeah, oh, that was so heartbreaking. But yeah. I mean, I guess that's what he wanted. So, yeah, it. You know, it, as we break this down, I feel like you see right now the potential for the show if it had been given a season three. Right, exactly. And, and you know, like, so I, I actually, I was telling you, I went back and I rewatched season one and season two. And, you know, he had said in there that he didn't want to go back. Like, if he found them, he would leave them anyways. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like that's kind of part of what that was also. Like, he didn't like the person he became and he didn't really want to live with himself anymore. And so that's kind of when he, like, committed suicide. I was like, okay, well, I get it. Like, he is not the same, like, good person he was when he started this mission. Yeah, you definitely feel that if this show had picked and picked up for season three, they would have done more of the exploration of the Flynn and Lucy relationship. Yeah. Oh, that was in, that was uh, hard for me, I feel like. Because, uh, like, the whole time I was really trying to figure out what their relationship was and how they could get together with this whole Wyatt thing going on. You know, and, and I had forgotten that he actually had met his mom because for a while I thought maybe it was his mom. Mm-hmm. But then, I, you know, the whole NASA one, like he goes and meets his mom ahead of time. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's not the situation. But I don't know. It's just like, how could she end up with him and he not say anything like he was so tight-lipped about it i don't think i could do that i'd be like we end up together like that's what's your problem you know like let's go make out so um yeah that was just kind of hard for me to like sit him sit there and watch him not not say anything and like see her be in love with somebody else you'd know that there would have been one of the episodes probably like eh, maybe episode three of season three would have been them on the titanic Yes, I love that they brought up the Titanic, and yes. I can just see him like holding her at the edge <laughs> of the ship. I would have liked to see that. Maybe, right. maybe we will get a season three, and maybe they'll come back and bring Flynn back somehow. I don't know. Well, I mean, the hope is, I, I know they want everybody to watch it live as well as DVR uh, to do both yeah. to increase the ratings. And if it does well, who knows what could happen? You could definitely do another TV movie, or if some other networks liked it and wanted to pick it up. There are so many ridiculous TV shows on and so many channels. I don't understand how, like, this one, not only does it have, like, the best concept and it makes everybody feel good after, but it has such a good fan base. I don't understand how they can't figure it out. This fan base has been impressive. Before we even talk more about the episode, just the fan base itself. What they did at Comic-Con to raise awareness. I mean, they were yeah. getting the banners fly around. Times Square, they had the, the ad right there on one of the billboards. Yeah. They were having, a, you know, uh, you know, Malcolm Barrett, he went out there and he visited the billboard and everything like that. He hung out with them down there, there at Comic-Con. These people have really stepped up and really got the word out about this show. Yeah, and I mean, we have so many people in the chat right now, too. They're all talking about it. So, like, people are definitely, like, we're ready for this and watching it. So, yeah. it's it's crazy. Somebody has to pick up this show, because I need to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is certainly a lot of gaps in between, because we do have a five-year time jump. Right. Uh, at, at the very end of this episode. So, who knows what could have happened during those five years. Yeah, and I have my question. We I don't know if you want to wait till the end, but I definitely have my question because like why did she know to go then? 
You know, like, it was never explained why she had, like, they didn't say, like, everybody was like, okay, we're going to get back together and we're going to do this one last thing to save her. But, like, or to, like, have Flynn save everybody, you know, because the the last thing she said was, like, you are going to save history. But, like, why him? Why then? Like, how did they know? Well, she needed to close the loop because, I mean, that's what Garcia, Flynn tells Lucy, like, you came to me in a bar in 2014 with and gave me this journal. So they needed to close the loop to make sure that everything that we've saw actually still still happened. But how did they know to do that? That's what I want to know. Yeah, like I mean, where did that idea yes. come from? Well, it's like you're told that something has to happen, so now you've got to go back and make sure that it does happen. So it's up to you. Yeah, so once you learn that, then it's like, well, at some point then now I need to go back and tell myself, I need to be the person that needs to go back and tell myself that, all right, you got to do this. It's just kind of making sure that loop that goes in there. I mean, I get that. I, but it's <laughs> I get like, the loop, but it's just like, oh, it's a lot for my brain. True. But, there, but I can understand <laughs> it's like, because at some point there needs to be like the first time. Right. The first time. Like, yes. that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, we need an explanation for the first time. So that's why we need a season three. So if you guys are listening, <laughs> that, that's that's my vote. Uh, well, you know, I mean, hopefully we come back because if Timeless does, I, I know we would jump at the chance to cover this after show. But After Buzz does after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows from reality TV, sci-fi, drama, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve you, the television fans. But we also need your help. So we're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. And by doing that... Uh, YouTube is going to suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you're going to help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about those, pes- those pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. So, subscribe. Uh, let, let us know there in the comments down below. And you know what? Our, our show, the Timeless After Show, won't be here. But don't worry. Uh, we will go and find out all these comments that you've made, and then we'll... Uh, Virginia, <laughs> she dabbles in electrical engineering. <laughs> she will create a, a mothership for us, uh, and we will head back in time to come back and give you all these great shout-outs. Absolutely. And yes. I mean, where we're reading right now, there's kind of a fight going on, and I don't really understand. People don't want to be mentioning stuff, but, um, yeah, we definitely have a good a good chat going because everybody is very excited. Very nice. I mean, this there's no holds barred, guess. We're going to be talking about everything in detail. So, I mean, spoilers. Absolutely. Hopefully you're not watching this uh, without, ever, without having watched the show. That would be foolish. It if was. you are, if you're actually watching right now, you're like, I'm going to watch this for some reason before I watch the two-part season finale or series finale, stop now. Go watch that. We'll wait and come back and then we'll pick it up from here. Absolutely. <laughs> take your take your lifeboat back. Yes. Uh, but anyway, folks, thanks for being the uh, the best fans in the world and for helping make us the ESPN of TV talk. So the big hook is uh, that they get from this journal is realizing, hey, we got uh, we can save Rufus. Right. And uh, Wyatt seems to, as he keeps looking more and more at this journal, says, hey, you know what? It seems to be that the key to saving Rufus is Jessica. Right. Because if Jessica hadn't come into our lives and kind of taken Wyatt, kind of clouded his judgment, they wouldn't have gone back to Chinatown. Rufus wouldn't get shot. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so they say that. And I think he, like, you can see him internalizing, like, I have to kill my wife. I have to kill my wife. But I'm thinking there's no way he's going to kill his wife. Like, he's not going to do it. He's too nice of a guy. Even if you know she's evil, you can't do it. I, I was... Did you think he was going to do it? I don't know. There's part of me that was tempted that you've got to do this terrible thing. Like, this tragedy that that has plagued your life for so long, you're also the reason for it as well because you've seen the consequences of letting this person live. So you've had to live with this, and then you discover, oh, wait, I'm the one that actually went back and made me feel this way. So I was kind of interested by the idea of making Wyatt the killer. But if you're 
wrapping up Flynn's story. Right. Like, it makes so much sense. I was like, oh, my gosh, he was the killer all along. Like, when that happened, I was just like, whoa, that was really good writing. Like, it made me so happy inside. I was like, oh, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that I don't know if that was ever really the original plan or the fact that they've got these last two episodes and they got to start wrapping things up. And it just worked out. Yeah. It was perfect. So I would would love to know what uh, Sean Ryan and the rest of the writers thought about that was... Just a very convenient, like, oh, yeah, okay, we could just make Flynn the killer, and that makes sense. Right. And then we can just write him out. Yeah. I mean, that is... It was a little too perfect. (laughs) That is the one thing, when you get to a series finale, you can do those big leaps that you may not have done before. You could kill Flynn and make it stick, and that because we're never coming back again. Or we might. Stop saying that, Frank. (laughs) What are we talking? Who's who are you on? Come on. (laughs) We want the show to come back. Absolutely. We do. Uh, but uh, the reason why it comes into that is uh, back in 1848, back in Sacramento, during the uh, beginnings of the gold rush, The uh, Emma has now taken over. She's just the worst. Yes. Before we break into what happens in 1848, let us talk about Emma. I mean, she's gorgeous. Like, I absolutely yes. love her. I loved her since, like, Bosch and all the other amazing things she does. But, man, she is just evil as can be. And I don't, like, what is her plan? This is what, this is my other grievance as we're just going through them. <laughs> Why, like, what is her plan? She never, ever, ever says it. Does anybody know? Tell us. I mean, I felt like she wanted bigger things to happen, but uh, but she was always kind of stymied by whether it was Nicholas or Carol having other agendas for what Rittenhouse is going to be. But, but like, why did, like, I get why she hates Lucy because she, like, keeps calling her princess and everything like that. But, you know, she was a good person sometimes, like, with the whole the women's suffragettes thing. You know, she didn't help Nicholas's whole plan there. So, like, what is her plan? Like, why couldn't she do it for good? I feel like Emma, I think she suffered greatly in the season finale, a series finale, excuse me. I just feel like we never... She was never really get the chance to kind of show what her version of taking control over Rittenhouse was. And she was kind of just treated like a chump yeah. during the course of these two parts. Yeah. She hangs out with Jessica. Jessica easily gets taken out of the timeline because we changed the past. So then Jessica's gone. And then just Emma's just, it, I felt like it was, she'd keep making these plans to try to kill Lucy Wyatt and uh, Gian Rufus. And I'll just go, womp, womp. Wouldn't, yeah. Really wouldn't work out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, it was, and then she just gets taken out just like this. And I don't know. I felt like she was really underserved. I was really happy to see Lucy's dad back, though. I was like, oh, he makes an appearance. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy now. But then they didn't use him. I mean, it was just like the teeniest bit. He must be expensive or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> like he's only in there for a brief second. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a question of they have so much story. And so I guess they yeah. didn't have a lot to give him. But you knew as soon as you saw him in the uh, at the beginning of the episode where they kind of do the little recap. And you see him in there for a hot second. You're like... All right, we're going to see him again at some point. He's showing up. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I I don't know. I, I felt like I agree with you. I never really knew what Emma's true motivations were other than saying she wanted to get rid of all this uh, this cult crap and this bloodlines. She, was, she wanted to do something different with Rittenhouse. But it, I guess we just have to take uh, Cahill's opinion as, as fact of what Emma's plan was, where she just went back, she took painting, she took gold. Right. She was just being selfish with it, just using it for her own. Yeah, I yeah. guess she had no, alter- no bigger grand designs than that. Yeah, I mean, I guess after that, it's like, okay, what do we do now? Like, all these other people wanted to change weird stuff, I'd just go, like, do fun stuff, if I had a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, alright, so how do you feel, because Rittenhouse was the, our, the, the big bad for the right. course of the series, and certainly, you know, I guess when you have a conspiracy kind of or mythology-driven show, 
and you set up this bad guy, whether it's an individual or or, or, or an organization, it really goes overboard into showing how evil they are at the beginning because you have to say, wow, these guys are so bad. How will we ever stop them? And now I feel like you get to the end, and I don't feel like I really had a satisfying payoff for finally destroying Rittenhouse. Yeah, I almost think, like, did it happen? Because it kind of doesn't seem like it happened. Yeah. Because if they only had to go back and kill the one person in the gold rush, like, what was that one person in the gold rush going to do? Like, how were they going to really change history? I mean, they stopped the sleeper agent, and then they they get Emma, and then that's it. So there's, there's nobody else. Right, because there were supposed to be, like, all these powerful families and all this other stuff. Like, where'd all those guys go? Yeah. I mean, I know you get rid of Nicholas, <laughs> but he was just mainly the main figure. There were still so many other powerful people working under there. Technically. And, there yeah. were supposed to be, like, the, the Fords, the Rockefellers, all these people. Like, where did they go? Yeah. I mean, I know you want to be able to end this conclusively and say, yeah, we stopped the bad guys. It's a win for us, a conclusive and decisive win. But I also feel like it was such a like a bummer of a victory because I never really felt that satisfaction. Yeah, because Cahill all of a sudden wants to save Lucy. Like, what was that about? I don't know. Well, I mean, I get his I daughter. I get that. I get that. But like, now he's a good guy. Like, well, what is going to happen with him? I think he's still he's still self serving because it was for to give him immunity as well as his son. He wanted to keep his son safe as well. So. But I, he has no friends that are still in Rittenhouse that are still trying to do something. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's the only thing that, like, now that we're talking about this, I'm like, wait a minute. How did they really win? Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like Lucy, she gives her big speech to all of four people in that <laughs> yeah. in that storage room with the mothership and kills one of them for running out. Yeah. But that was it. I, I felt like when you see Nicholas kind of take over and say, like, hey, this is what my plan is. I painted this wacky mural on this wall that we've never Which really never talked about again. Which never explained either. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, but, grievance. Uh, <laughs> it's going <laughs> on the <grievance>. list. <laughs> but there was a lot of people in that room. Yeah. And now we just end up to just four people, uh, you know, in this warehouse. Yeah. I feel, I kind of feel like they tricked us. Like, where did they go? Yeah. Ugh. But maybe that's what maybe that's why they're holding out for season three. They're like, we still have these <laughs> these questions that aren't answered. So yeah, I we do have Jessica and the way I mean, set, set up to have I thought like a kind of a like a nice villain to add into the mix. She'd been yeah. playing with Wyatt's emotions. She also Ugh. dropped that she was pregnant, so that's why Wyatt let that's her go like in China. That's the Chinatown. worst. That's such a man trap. Like saying you're pregnant when you're not is like the worst thing you could do to a guy. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, do were you? I mean, I guess I guess we had to just move the story along. Were you satisfied with just future Wyatt with his beard saying, "Oh yeah, she was lying to you, to you to fool you. She was manipulating you, manipulating us. us. So she's not really she's not really pregnant." Yeah, and then that's it. And he was like, "Okay, like I don't know. I no, I wasn't satisfied with that. I would be like, go kill her. <laughs> you know, like do what you got to do, man." So, yeah, it was, yeah, and I just did not like Jessica, like, from the start, and it's probably because I love Lucy so much. Yeah. But, yeah, her whole just, I don't know, she had, like, the evil eyes. Yeah, it's just, I mean, Jessica was just, like, dispatched. I mean, she had a nice cool fight scene with Flynn, but she's dispatched pretty just quickly. Yeah, she had a crazy fight scene, actually. Like, she, what kind of training did they send her to? Like, well, she, Rittenhouse secret training of some sort. Yeah, they, they teach mm-hmm. how to fight. They must. That's why I'm joining Rittenhouse, guys. <laughs> I need to learn how to fight. They they didn't defeat all of you then. No. <laughs> That's right. Guys, I'm making this happen. Ah, you sorry. Sorry, Rufus. You lost. Uh, so they kill her, and because they've killed her, uh, 
time of changes again. Rufus never go back, never goes back to Chinatown. Right. So he never gets killed, and all of a sudden, time is re, uh, kind of has readjusted itself to where Rufus has always been with the team since uh, since her missions. And so he shows up back in 1848. Pop, boom! I open the door. You guys have been trapped by these guys who want to, you know, sell you for the for the uh, for the bounty. I'm freeing you. Yeah, no, that was really great. I was very excited to see, and I think. Like, I don't know, usually when I watch this, I, like, stop and I, like, research every, like, you know, historical character because I want to find, like, the whole backstory. And then it kind of takes me a little bit to process. And so I'm like, wait a minute, okay, Flynn just killed Jessica. And then Rufus comes, and I was like, oh, I see what they did there. You know, it kind of took me a second to, like, figure it out. I'm Maybe I'm a little slower than you guys watching. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was kind of a lot to handle, I feel like. And he's like, get up. Like, what do you mean the story is different? Like, what do you mean I didn't, you know, like, he didn't even know anything about Chinatown. I feel like that has to be so crazy to be like, I don't have any of those memories that you have, but you were there or you weren't there. You know, I feel like that has to be, and you can see them kind of sorting that out. Yeah. I did like that, though. At least it was nice that because they were all familiar with the concepts and the ideas of that. Right. It wasn't like spending like a long time like, no, really, you don't understand. <laughs> like they all could grasp it. Like, all right, I buy that I was dead and that, you know, I have different memories than you. Cool. Let's just keep going. Right. Right. <laughs> but but they do have the feelings like, you know, Gia's like, oh, you know, I'm not the same person. And, and another grievance, the scar. She never explains that. Did they ever talk about it in Chinatown? I don't really think they did. You Again, that's one of those things that you feel like. Had they had more right. se- episodes or another season, they could have fleshed out exactly how Gia has changed over those three years back in 1888. Right. Which I thought was cool, and I'm glad that the writers did remember that. Right. They're like, yeah, she had spent three years, and I mean, it's been uh, a long time for us before we've gotten this episode, but in terms of showtime, story time, very quick. So yeah. I was glad that they still picked up on that. And it was interesting because Rufus was like, but I used to be older and now she's older because she has more years. Yep. Like that, that to me is also kind of confusing because it's like, how does that work? Like she, she spent three years in Chinatown, yes. right? But, and so how long was he dead? Like, does that, is that what like <laughs> cancels it out? I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess from their, uh, from Rufus's perspective, he never died. So, but, uh, Gia had, uh, I guess because it's two different timelines. So Gia went back for three years, but Rufus essentially still stayed alive the whole time. So he still kept aging regular time. But Gia, in the alter in the uh, the original timeline, had gone back to Chinatown for three years in 1888, then came back to 2018. And so then that they, bumps her up three years? Bumps her up three years. Oh, don't want to time travel. I mean, well, <laughs> three years to her, but she could tell everybody her same age because to everybody else in the world, nobody knows that she spent three years in 1888. But does that actually age you? Well, like, three, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, so, if you go there and you're, like, 25 and then you leave when you're 28 and then you come back to regular time, does that physically age you three years? It does. Okay. So I, I think that's easier to get away with when you're more of an adult. But, like, say you were a kid and you left when you were six and you come back when you're nine. Right. There's definitely going to be a lot a lot easier to chase, tell that something's changed. Okay. And you couldn't, that, you, really, you couldn't come back and talk about it from school. Like, oh, yeah, I just spent three years back in the past. Uh, so I'm really <laughs> yeah. three years older now, guys. Like, what? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just, I like to fully understand the, yeah, the scientifics I, behind it. I, re, I really grew over my summer vacation. <laughs> I spent three years in 1888. Now, yeah. you know, three years older. Like a foot taller. It's all good. Uh, so <laughs> Rufus is back. We get the team reunited. and uh, Yeah. But we realized, you know, we got to really, uh, we've lost Flynn, though. And it was nice that even though people were uh, 
you know, they had their differences with Flynn, but in the end, they they're like, man, he did the right thing, and he did, he saved us all by saving Rufus and restoring the timeline of sorts. So if we're going to stop Rittenhouse, let's do it for let's do it for Flynn. Right, and well, he was the one that said we can't stop Rittenhouse until we save Rufus. Yeah, or was that what he said? Oh, no, that was was it the other way? Uh, yeah, that was Connor. Connor was really big on that. Connor was yeah, okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. But, I mean, Flynn... It was a lot to watch and no, write true. down. But Flynn sacrificed himself. I was interested, though, why... I mean, certainly he goes back and he starts feeling the effects when uh, Garcia Flynn goes back to 2012 to kill Lucy. And he makes a choice only to send the life ba- lifeboat back to 1848 to pick up the rest of the crew. He jumps out at the last second before it goes back in time and decides to stay in 20, 2012 and, and die. I... I don't know why he decided to make that sacrifice other than certainly he was feeling unless he felt like he had spent there like he, unless he could tell within himself that he'd spent too much time back there and whatever damage had been done to him wasn't going to be fixed by going back into the time stream. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he just didn't have anything to live for. You know, like his fa- like he, he knew he wasn't going to get his family back. He knew Lucy wanted to be with Wyatt. Like he just wanted to give every like give her an easy out kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I feel like it's another one of those reasons where when you're cutting it down to only two hours left, right. you just make these huge leaps to where another season or two, Flynn may have gotten to the point that he's at now. Yeah. So, but I I don't know. Part of it's like, I almost wish I would have. I, I definitely miss Flynn. And uh, I thought he added a nice component to the uh, the team. He was uh, like an unpredictable, uh, like a wild card, which I kind of liked. Yeah. No, he definitely was a lot of fun. So, because, and as I was reaching, watching back the episodes, I was like, I kind of like that guy. Like, he's funky. <laughs> yeah. So, we set up the the second part of the hour, though, is uh, Flynn has made a, made the sacrifice. It's not time to stop Rittenhouse. Uh, Emma has had this plan to go back to 1950, North Korea, and set it up so that this pilot will end up, uh, you know, for exchange for some gold to help out his daughter with polio, she has to do him a huge favor, which we find out to be... Uh, kills our four time travelers right which that was very interesting for me to see like okay they're seeing their history changing as it's going on mm-hmm. you know because that, i think that was like the first time that we've actually seen that where they're looking at something and they're like wait this is what's happening yeah uh chris uh, uh agent christopher and and uh Connor mason are in the present looking at old uh, uh magazines and newspapers from the time period in 1950 and they see photographs of the four people killed in north korea and they're like whoops Right. And I would have liked to gone back. Like now that we've watched the episode, I would like to go back and see was the pregnant lady included in there? Because now, you know, we know that she was there because we only saw their faces, but there could have been other people because it looks like there was several people that were shot. Um, But when that first happened, I was like, oh, my God, is there like maybe a secret other time machine that Agent Christopher's going to go back in? Like for a second, because I was like, how are they going to fix this? Because I, you know, this was before we find the Lucy's dad. And so that's why I was like, how are they, like, did you think that was going to happen? I was wondering, because they said, well, you got to find Rittenhouse. I'm like, well, how hard is it going to be to find Rittenhouse right now? And clearly it wasn't that hard. They knew exactly, because they locked him up, right? They, they, I, yeah, I guess he was in prison. I never, I don't, I don't recall seeing him taken away. It was like season, oh gosh, I can't remember now because I, I kind of binge watched. Oh, nice. So you saw him getting taken away? <laughs> yeah, he got taken okay. away. And um, so I do remember that. But other than that, I don't really, yeah, I can't recall exactly. <laughs> but it, it was very easy. It, it, it felt like, hey, this is a big stakes. We got to get that other time machine. We got to get the mothership. How are we going to get the mothership? Oh, cut to, hey, we're getting the mothership. I'm like, 
was really easy. Yeah, I'm like, why didn't they think of that before? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a, I, I, I mean, I guess it needed to, I, yeah, I just felt like pulling out Cahill was just a nice, convenient uh, uh, card to play at that moment. Like, yeah. Oh, this really makes it really easy for us to yeah. do it. Uh, but I also felt like you you can see, like, we only have two episodes left to wrap everything up. And we don't have a lot of budget. Uh, so we can't show the actual really cool helicopter fight and crash. So when it went to, like, hey, I can give you a ride on the chopper, cut to, oh, chopper's already crashed. Yeah. You had a big fight. Exactly. <laughs> like, here's a piece. Here's a blade. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right. Well, that was a big fight. And we had that. Cool. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, but I mean, it, it moved the story along. It, it did what it needed to do. But, yeah. you know, it was, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was just shocked that, like, that's kind of where it went. Because I was like, where is the secret sleeper agent? Or what? how is she going to get somebody to do that? And um, so, and, and I, I kind of wondered that, like, because they were like, oh, she's really smart. So, like, how did she pick somebody? I guess she just researched somebody with polio uh, or who had a kid with polio. They don't really explain that either. Yeah, but I guess I- they don't have to. I mean, I guess it's like Agent Christopher said uh, when, at the beginning of the episode when the mothership first jumps to 1848. They all want to stay in, like you were saying, try to figure out a way to save Rufus. That should be the priority. And Agent Christopher says, no, we do what we always did do, which is if the mothership jumps, we jump with it. Right. So we can stop sleeper agents and whatnot. So I guess Emma thinks like that's going to be the protocol. If I jump, they're going to jump too to follow right. me and I can set a trap for them. Yeah. So, I, I mean, she tried it in the uh, 1848 with the, the wanted posters, and it kind of worked for a second before the timeline got changed. Yeah, which that was fun too, because I was like, oh my gosh, she's totally setting them up. So I kind of don't know why they didn't see the second setup, you know? Because yeah. they didn't even mention it. Like, oh, we were on these wanted posters. Yeah. Like, what she she knows we're coming. But I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, so the helicopter crash fails. They realize, oh, this is kind of, uh, they're in 1950s North Korea, which is kind of uh, at this time in the war became like the Dunkirk of North Korea is why I broke it down. So I thought that was a really cool way, cool, cool way of describing it. Yeah. Many people, 14,000 people trying to flee the country and uh, people staying to make sure that everybody got out. Yeah. And, you know, I always love the history that this show brings because it's so eye-opening. Like when they were saying, we can't take any of these trucks. They're all loaded with explosives. I thought, wow, that is crazy that they actually did something like that. Because we would never know. I mean, maybe people do know. But that's something that I had never even heard of before. Because they're they're like, why would you arm your enemies, basically? Yeah, very true. That was, uh, I mean, the show has always been cool about going to interesting places in time and meeting kind of more like, I guess... The least, the the least unexpected, the, the more unexpected people that you might come through in history, right? Or the people cool. that don't get enough notoriety. Yes, you know, and so that's what like was really cool. She was like, these two doctors or this colonel actually saved like fourteen thousand people, which is amazing because, like they said, they were only supposed to save like twenty or sixty people or something. Yeah, the, the ship could hold sixty, and they got fourteen thousand out. Yeah, so that's that's really incredible that they can highlight those type of type of people. Yeah, it was cool. In the second episode, excuse me, the second episode we get that and the first one was we kind of dealt with the origins of Zorro. Right. With uh, Joaquin Mar- uh, Marnada. So who kind of was one of the inspirations for Zorro. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see them touch on that a little bit as well. Yeah. I like I said I normally like and I Takira used to do the research for mm-hmm. us and so she kind of gave us a little bit more history but because we came live like right after we unfortunately didn't get to do any of the research. But I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch it and find out a little more because the, it's just always I love how accurate they are. Yes, you know because a lot of people don't get um, you know the love that they should. Yeah, so that's the other reason to keep this show going. You know to just point out those wonderful historical figures that we might not know about. 
And it was nice because when Wyatt is saying, we got to get the heck out of Dodge, uh, and there's a woman that has helped Lucy and uh, Gia inside the church that they're hiding out in from as communists are trying to, you know, kind of cross through the country. Uh, she goes, it, what's, what's the point of saving history if we can't save the people in it? Right. Which is such a good point because the whole time they've been like, eh, you know, we can't worry about these other people. But that that was just, it was beautiful. Yeah, and they saved this woman who, I mean, in, in the larger context of history, is not a, a big power player, but it is a person that, you know, it was important to somebody and right. is worth saving. Yeah, and we saw, like, her husband and her son, and they were so happy to see her. So it's yeah, very was, heartwarming. I know, I know. It was too perfect. That was a little, come on. <laughs> nah, like, but as a mom, I'm like, oh, you know, she made it. Her family, just tear. Like, how will I ever find them? I don't know. Oh, mom, you're here? I was like, what? Come on. I mean, I guess you need that because you need to get her out of the story as quickly as possible right. for the rest of the team to do what they need to do. But it was still a little way too convenient. Yeah. Like, hmm, I, okay. I agree. I agree. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but we see the person that we get to see somebody of our main cast who has never been in the mothership finally gets a chance to travel through time. And that is Agent Christopher. She gets on board the mothership with Emma. To go back to 1950 and pull out our team before they get overrun at the church they're hiding out in. Yeah, and I was so worried because, you know, like you see the, the whatever, the firing of mm-hmm. everything going on. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's glowing. That could be the other ship. Did you think it was the other ship? I did. Okay. We were on the same page. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then, And then we see Emma, her, she gets to have one-on-one with Lucy, uh, where she says, I, I can save Amy. Yeah, I knew she wasn't going to fall for that. Not after everything that happened in Chinatown, for sure. Like right. that was a drag out, and dirty fight. Right. I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't buy anything that Emma would say at that point. No, but and I was thinking, okay, how does Wyatt not know that she can get like her handcuffs undone? Like, how many times have they pulled that trick yeah. in the show? You know, so like, <laughs> exactly. why? Why didn't they just? I don't know. They were. They were definitely like holding off too long on that one. And just I, my. <laughs> but I also thought, why didn't Emma? grab for Lucy first. Right. Because she just starts making a beeline for that. I'm like, why are you running away? Yeah. You know you're not going to get very far. No. And she doesn't. And then she ends up, Emma meets her end at the end of a, a bullet shot by, uh, I guess, a Chinese shoulder, a Chinese soldier that was crossing through the country. Yeah. That's I know. How... That was kind of like a womp womp ending, too. Yes. I was just like, is this how everybody's going to die? Just like anticlimactic? Okay. I mean, it helps move the story along, but... I don't know. I was kind of... I wanted someone else to shoot her. I wanted, like, Lucy to shoot her. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I wanted it to be, like, more impactful, not just, like, some stranger shooting her. No, it was just like, oh, now we gotta just run out. And first I was like, is she dead or she's just wounded? But it looks like she's she is dead. Or she's still there. Yeah, so she she's dead. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess it all comes down for this show. I mean, this show works best when it's firing on all cylinders, uh, equal parts heart, the fun historical parts... And then you've got some really cool action and adventure going on in there. And I felt like this show definitely brought the heart in this episode. These two episodes brought the heart, brought the warm fuzzies for everybody yeah. that was wanted to see everybody reunited and get that happy ending. Uh, fun historical stuff for sure. But I felt like on the action and adventure front, I felt let down on that that aspect. Yeah, it definitely. I, I think they just had so much to get to that there was yeah. less. I mean, we had that like fight scene with Jessica and Flynn. But other than that, there wasn't too much. I don't know. There was definitely a little something missing. Yeah. It, yeah, just that little sweet spot. But we get back to the present, and we get to have a nice little... Uh, uh, well, even before we get back to the present, let's talk about just the love there. we got Gia and Rufus, Wyatt and Lucy, while they're waiting for to be saved in 1950s North Korea. 
everybody just starts laying their cards on the table to each other. So we got Rufus and Gia sharing their uh, feelings. Wyatt and Lucy. Were you happy that these couples that people have been shipping since this show started, <laughs> finally, uh, like, we're, we're, we, we all love each other? Yes and no. Oh, like, I feel right. like, okay, yes, because you want them to be together, but I'm like, come on, everybody can't end up together. Like, what is this, friends? We're, you know, like, everybody, I don't know. You need something else going on. But then I'm like, who do I pick? Which relationship do I want to work more? Because I like them both. I, I love how, like, nerdy Rufus and Gia are together. Like, they're just on another level of, like, just cute nerdy that is just adorable. But then there's, like, why and Lucy, like, look at each other like, oh, you know. All right, Virginia, I'm going to put you in the hot seat right now. <laughs> and I'll answer as well. But I want to okay. hear you say it. You have to choose one of those two relationships. To that, be in? Not, which not one would in. I want to be in? Oh, you have to be in. But <laughs> okay. if... Uh, which one that you cared about, and the other one, it like would never happen. Oh, that's so tough. I would have to say Wyatt and Lucy, just because they're just from the very beginning. You know, like when he calls her ma'am, I'm just like, oh, mm. yeah, all right. As long as he doesn't ever grow that beard. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Frank? I think I'd go with Rufus and Gia. Really? Be- yeah, because you know the 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 nerdy type of people that uh, were kind of you know, you know I just you like to see that kind of relationship really yeah. blossom from a. Like the Pretty awkward, much, like yes. the moving in together was super cute. And very awkwardly asked. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be happy to see that. If I had to sacrifice one relationship, I would sacrifice Lucy and Wyatt. <sighs> okay. Yeah, just, you know. Okay. Go away. Go away. You but, guys let us know how you feel. Yeah. I, I want to know. But we also, I think the one other thing that we close up on is uh, one of the other dangling threads for the show is Pursuit of Amy. That was whole Lisa's whole reason for getting involved in this. It was like, I want to be able to use this time ship to go and save my sister. Right. And in the end, she and Wyatt talk. And, and Lucy says to Wyatt, I don't want to become like my mother or Emma and start using this time, machi- time machine for my own selfish reasons. I have to, I'm going to let Amy go. Right. Did you agree with that choice? I did. I mean, as as I, I have a sister, one sister, and as hard as that would be, it's like you've she's seen so much like happen and so many other like lives being risked. I don't think it would. I don't. I don't think. And then, well, and I love like you see the end like with her and her kids, like they're so cute, and it's like see everything just works out how it's supposed to, you know? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, as she tells why it's like everyone has lost someone important to them. So, yeah. who is she to you know put herself on a pedestal and say like? No, no, no. The person I lost is more important than anybody else, so I should do something like this. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So that is very easily closed off, and uh, we get to see a little jump to the uh, to 2023 and see what the now positive future of 2023 looks like. No beards. No beards. But we see, uh, <laughs> we do find out that uh, you know, Wyatt has been working for Agent Cooper, or uh, not Agent Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher. Agent Christopher. Excuse me. <laughs> I was talking with Twin Peaks for a second came in there. Uh, but been working for uh, Agent Christopher there. So now they're in Palo Alto. She gets tenure as a professor. Uh, life is good. They've got two lovely twin twin girls, Flynn and Amy. Yeah, that was super cute. I was like, oh. Yeah, and Rufus and Gia have uh, start their own little kind of think tank or, or their industries, uh, Rhea Industries, a nice little smash name. Yes. And Rufus plays like the power behind, the, the mysterious power behind the throne. Right. And uh, Gia is the front of the company. And, you know, everybody loves her and wants to get her autograph. Yeah, and that little girl is developing a time machine. Yeah, that was inter- that's where I'm like, okay, they can't end the show. That's true because they, the the sticking point was like, hey, well, if we get these time, if we finish everything and destroy Rittenhouse, we need to destroy these time machines. And Connor, which I did like that discussion between him and Agent Christopher, saying we could destroy these, but much like Oppenheimer back in World War II right. with the nuclear weapons, 
even destroying those, the secret was already out. Other right. com- countries got that technology and they started to develop their own thing. So if we do destroy them, we have nothing to be able to use to fight anybody else who's going to use their own time machine for bad purposes. Exactly. So, I mean, they left it so open to continue this journey that I feel like somebody just has to has to help us out. Yeah, and so we see this young girl, this Pauline, just uh, creating uh, sketches and uh, equations for another uh, lifeboat or slash mothership. Why is it always a sphere? Yeah, I figure like yeah, that's what best uh, the aerodynamics of uh, time travel. Okay, it promotes a sphere. Is that what they taught you? Yeah, that's right. That's what they taught me <laughs> when you were at Mason <laughs> Industries. Yep, I knew that. Everything's in a sphere, everybody. Uh, and we see Connor. Uh, his future is that he's been uh, he loved saving the world more than making money, so he is now a federal contractor, doing whatever stuff that might entail. Yeah. And everybody just gets a nice little you know schmaltzy. It's all we're all happy. Yeah. And then we end it, as we were talking about there, they go back, they have to close the loop, and they go back to 2014 in Brazil, and we get to see, finally, the scene that people have been always speculating about how Lucy gives a journal to Wyatt. Or, excuse me, to Flynn. And I did like that scene. Yeah, no, that was really perfect, because he was like, who are you? Like, he didn't even speak English to her, and the way that she told him, it was just like, oh my gosh, you have to save history. Like, I loved it. Yeah, it, for everybody, for all of our thoughts in season one, like, how could we see ever see Lucy and Flynn together and working together in any sort of fashion to now see that scene and to see what Lucy thought of Flynn and what he needed to do. I, I don't know. I really, it, given everything we knew, I thought that scene played really, really well. Yeah. No, it was, that was a perfect ending. I think for that little story. Yeah. I think that was, I would say that's probably my favorite scene in the whole one. I think uh, in the whole, in this whole two parter, it just paid off. It, it just because it really paid off stuff you've seen over the course of these past two seasons and the special. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, they, we've we uh, we, we closed the loop. That could we be it. Cheers. Uh, it was interesting because uh, I know Sean, on TV line, Sean Ryan had done a little interview there real quick, and initially it was uh, like Sean Ryan and the rest of the writers would have been fine never having that scene, but really? Eric Kripke was really adamant, saying we need to have that scene. And at he's some the point. creator, right? Yeah, he and Sean Ryan co-created it, but uh, it was Eric Kripke's insistence that they have that scene. That. Well, thank God, because that, like, I feel like without that, we would still be, maybe, and maybe he was wanting to hold it off for another season, but I feel like without that, it doesn't complete the series. Yeah. It's, uh, it would be interesting to see if it had gone to season three or season four when... When that would have happened. Yeah. Or, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I'm glad that Eric Kripke said, Eric Kripke said that, yes, that scene needs to exist. And I feel it does. You need to have that. Yeah. I can imagine going this whole episode, this whole series and never seeing that scene. Yeah, because like, then, yeah, then it, it would be on my grievances. <laughs> I'd be like, where did that journal come from? <laughs> uh, so as we're summing up, I mean, this is the last two episodes. Hopefully the, the ratings do really well. The DVR numbers are incredibly uh, good as well. I mean, I feel like the creators and the actors are really passionate about the show. And I think if NBC or some other outlet working with Sony said, hey, we want to do more of these types of episodes, I think everybody would be on board to do it. Oh, absolutely. But for you, watching this now for two seasons plus the special, what are you going to take away from this series? You know, I just, I loved it so much. I've always been like a history nerd. Um, So, yeah, there just needs to be more stuff like this. And the feel good. Like, I loved how good I felt, like, learning about, like, you know, inclusion and women, all these different topics that are now that people can talk about. Um, I feel like there just needs to be more shows like that on the air. I, yeah, I 
I will miss this nice, uh, the fun blend, as I said, when you can get the heart, the history, and the action all working in concert. This is this is an incredibly fun show to watch, and I was really glad to have it on there. I would have loved more opportunities to, to have more fun with time travel and to see the things you could do. And hopefully this uh, this episode will make people think twice about letting the show just end yeah. right now. I agree. More timeless. We need more timeless, we everybody. We need more timeless. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to uh, close our loop for the timeless after show. <laughs> there you go. We came back to the past to make sure that this happened. Uh, we did. There you go. Virginia from the future came and had a meeting with me right out in front and, and gave me a journal and said, you need to. Make sure these things are said during the course of this last after show. So. <laughs> but thanks for joining us, folks, on this incredible trip through time on the Timeless After Show. As always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat and all your great thoughts and comments, not only for this episode, but for the entire time that we've been doing the Timeless After Show. I know Carrie, Alexis, Takira, they all love the show as well, too, and I know they're all said they couldn't have been here to share it with you. Uh, but Virginia, if they want to follow everything you're doing other than the Timeless After Show, where can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Virginia Reina, and you can also watch my uh, YouTube channel and my TV show, uh, The Crypto Cafe, at Crypto Cafe TV. Look at this. She doesn't need this Timeless After Show. She's got big things <laughs> I happening. I do. I need it. I love it. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. I know I'm going to be checking out Virginia's show. I, I was excited to find out this existed. Uh, until next time, folks, wherever... Our paths may cross. We look forward to seeing you again uh, on another show here or out in the world. But thanks for joining us right here on AfterBuzz TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.